Toon Year, everyone. Uh, welcome to Toon Hounds, your animated foray into all things podcast. Fortnightly foray, not animated foray. Do Who what? cares? It can be an animated foray. It's we're it's animated yeah. this episode. Yeah. Um, if as you're listening to this, we are running around hitting each other with frying pans. Yep. Uh, so, Spiv. Yep. This is the first one of the year. It is. Yeah. How's Which that? is weird because we're, <laughs> we're we're recording it on the fifteenth of January. I know, right? But yeah, it feels like Christmas was so long ago. We had a bit of a break. We did, we did. Although we did release, did you release the episode on Christmas morning? Uh, Christmas Eve, I think. That was that's good timing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, I finished editing in like timing. three days. It was great. Um, but then we had we talked about Christmas shows, but today we're talking about musical inspired episodes which is um not i would say my favorite genre of cartoon oh really very close to the bottom oh really Um, wow (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna say why right now i'm gonna not save this till the end so um i have a problem with media that is driven by anything but narrative really That's interesting. Yeah, because I like music episodes. Mm, we, are, so, we are diametrically opposed. But would you say it's one of your favourite genres? Uh, no, no, I wouldn't say it's one no. of my favourites, but I still enjoy it. So I like musical episodes of things, yeah, and I like. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, you compare something like Fantasia, which mm-hmm. we've not picked for today deliberately because we wanted to not be basic bitches about it. <laughs> yeah, everybody um, knows Fantasia. It would be boring everyone, to pick Fantasia. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've gone Fantasia adjacent, yeah. but we haven't gone for Fantasia. So um, if you compare something like Fantasia to something like Aladdin, mm-hmm. yeah. just, the, just the first Disney film that popped into my head. Yeah. Uh, uh, mainly because... An animated film with um, diegetic musical numbers. Indeed. Yeah. Aladdin is driven by the narrative of a story. Whereas I think that most musical epis- uh, mm, films... Mm-hmm are driven by the music and then everything added on top of it. So the animation is, you know, the narrative is the music, right? Yeah, one of the uh, choices we've picked today that I know that you absolutely despise Mm -hmm. has a bit of a problem with the music. It's like proper music. It's like songs. It's not just um, Mm -hmm. audio, but they've completely removed any meaning behind what the song could have meant to force it into being the narrative of the movie and it doesn't it doesn't really work so the other choice was a much more acceptable um one and one that i feel might even be a little bit better than fantasia i think so yeah i i just think like the episodic nature of it is just a bit more um Palatable. It feels a bit more like a yeah, palatable. Yeah. That's a really good word. Whereas uh, your choice, which I feel like they're both your choices in a way, <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. you you said I might do this one or this one, and I was yeah. like, well, I'll do the other one um, yeah. because it's you know it's not something I'm in, super infused about. So um, I, I might as, we might as well talk watch something that. Mm-hmm. you enjoy yeah I feel like that's, there's it, nothing yeah. wrong with that right it's like um when I, what did i pick when we did batman the animated series yeah because yeah, i have no idea for you yeah so because i thought you'd enjoy something and i think you thought i'd enjoy this one more <laughs> yes. than yeah. your choice which you're right i did yeah. but um yeah 
I'm not surprised that these sorts of things died out. I'm not either. I mean, that's like audience retention, isn't it? I mean, I don't think people yeah. have got the attention span to go to the cinema to watch something like this anymore, unless it was with like no. a live orchestra. It would have to be like an yeah. event thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so interestingly, though, when I go to the... I've been to a few of these um, London Symphony Orchestra presents Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. I've Not I've been to a couple of those because that would be boring. But like, <laughs> um, you know, I've been to a Zelda one um, where they played like clips of Zelda to the oh, pieces yeah. Yeah. being performed by the London Symphony Orchestra. That was um, the been- anniversary thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really great. It was really great. I wanted to go to the Pixar one, but I never got tickets for it. But I went to Jurassic Park because a friend of mine is a massive Jurassic Park oh, fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they are always great. Yeah, I went to um, uh, Fantasia Live when I was at university. Oh, that must be. Yeah, great. it was really good. It's because one of my lecturers was introducing it. So we got we got to go oh, for cool. free. We just showed up and just sat down at the back and it was really good. Um, did you go to uh, the, I can't remember what the place is called. The one on the South Bank. No, no, it was in Hall. It was at the... Um, oh. Yeah, it was in the... Uh, we've got like a, a theatre set up at the Hall University. It was in there. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not surprised these things died out and they've become more of a oddity more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, it, They occasionally show up in TV shows, like a full mm-hmm. musical episode where it's like no dialogue and just the music. Like they did one for Bojack yeah. Horseman, which was really good. Yeah, but I they think- did one for... Buffy as well. They did the oh, Gentleman yeah. episode, didn't they? Called Hush. Yeah. Um, which is a great episode. But yeah, it's a, it's a dying thing. Mm. Yeah. Which I think is a bit so, of a, it's a bit of a shame, really, because they are interesting things to make. Well, also, it doesn't get um, classical music into the pop culture. Mm, yeah. Um, into the common man's eye, um, because you know, classical music is a bit of a poncy thing to be interested in there's like a a, there's a barrier to enjoying classical music i think much the same as theater yeah i think you can go to a cinema uh, or you know i mean most of it's price Mm -hmm. like when we went to see i think the last thing we saw at the theater was probably something like something big Mm. was like the elephant man the bradley cooper elephant man production which was great he was great but it was like 60 quid a ticket yeah it's ridiculous yeah why would I do that when I can go to 10 films at the yeah. cinema for <laughs> no, that right. price yeah. um, and be just as entertained? Um, well, I mean, that's, the- uh, part of that is just them not putting any money into the arts. So they have to yeah. charge extortionate prices to be able to pay for yeah. everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um, all the arts council money goes into museum refurbs and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, theatre refurbs don't have... I mean, if you've ever been to a theatre in England you have probably contributed to some sciatic nerve pain in your future. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because England is known for like rigid theatre chairs that basically cripple your back. I remember Um, um, my my nan was in a theatre troupe when when I was younger and we used mm -hmm. to go to watch the shows and it'd be like things like Sound of Music and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And the hall that they would do the shows in didn't have like built-in chairs they didn't have like theater seating it was just mm-hmm. plastic chairs like you'd have at a school oh and sitting on those for like three hours the worst ones are what the fold-up wooden deck chair type oh yeah chairs. yeah and they've got no lumbar support so your like lower back is sticking out and it just um, digs into the back of your knee so you'd like lose all sense of yeah. feeling in your feet 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, mm, yeah, mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that those things are all barriers to people enjoying it the, is, yeah. the yeah. arts. Yeah. Um, I remember the most comfortable I was ever at a theatre was when I saw an outdoor production of um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, cool! Which was great. It was great. It was in um, some sort of like Tintagely esque. Um, well, like mummers ruins the course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they were like coming down stone steps and pretending oh, it was cool. Dracula's castle and it was really great <laughs> um, but then it rained because oh. it's Britain oh yeah of course yeah, uh, yeah but that's so, part of it isn't it that's like yeah I mean especially for Dracula that's you know <laughs> That's atmospheric. That's gothic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then I felt much like uh, a victim because I then had a cold for three days afterwards. <laughs> so I felt like Dracula had been sucking my essence. Um, <laughs> sucking your blood. Yeah. Um, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah, let's go I feel first. Like we, need, yeah. We, need, we need to get yours out of the way, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I mean, I'm going to say it's not right off the bat. We're doing that. It was uh, Yellow Submarine. The Beatles mm. mu- musical mm. in inverted commas. Uh, I mm. don't like this movie, but I appreciate no. it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I will prefix it by saying that if you are of the opinion that the Beatles are the best band ever, I think you need your fucking head examined. I, um, I, I mean, they're obviously not the best band ever because the best no. band ever is Oingo Boingo. <laughs> but. <laughs> Take that off your Toon Hounds bingo card. Um, but I, I, so I can't stand the argument of just because a band is influential means it's the best band of all time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I hear that argument about the Stone Roses and I fucking detest the Stone Roses with I, a I burning don't like passion. That, I don't vengeance. like that genre, so. No. Um, but like, there are Beatles songs I love. Yes. I, um, Love Ellen. I think I don't know a person alive who doesn't really, you know, at least um, can get behind the thought of liking Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, it's, it's their best song. Eleanor Rigby is yeah. the best Beatles song, like without a doubt. Um, it's yeah. the best album but then, as well. But then there's stuff like Nowhere Man. Yeah, um, that one doesn't do anything like, for me. Yeah, <laughs> or um, what is it called? I'm the Eggman. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm the Walrus. Yeah, I'm the Walrus. Yeah. My son, uh, my my uh, his grandfather lets him listen to the Beatles quite a lot. My son's favourite song, unfortunately, is Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Um, <laughs> That's a weird which one. Is, <laughs> where it's a weird one about um, like assaulting women. Yeah, uh, I feel I was, like John um, Lennon wrote that one about like the assaulting women thing. Apparently, Eleanor Rigby was the first song that they wrote that wasn't about a boy girl relationship. Oh wow! It's the first one that was like their third album. Jesus. I've, I've listened to every Beatles song because I went through like a deep yeah, dive a couple of years ago. I think a lot of people do that. It's like a classic band to just go through the entire discography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that their first album is really funny now because it's so like twee. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it is pure 60s pop trash. It is. It's so It's like funny. listening to Britney Spears. Yeah. It's like, you can picture them doing the song swaying from side to side with the guitar like uncomfortably high. Yeah, like above the line, lower line of their rib cage. Yeah, like right, or as if they were wearing it as a bow tie. It's really that funny. they somehow play. Um, yeah, so I'm. I think we're both sort of like. I wouldn't say I'm a Beatles fan. 
I can appreciate uh, yeah, the Beatles. I'm a Beatles appreciator. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, appreciating what they did for the genre is very different than enjoying their work. Yeah. Like, I will say, uh, the movie Yesterday, where it's uh, the Beatles never existed and he like writes all those oh, yeah, songs. Yeah. I yeah. love that movie. Like I've seen it like so, five times. Uh, I like that movie apart from Ed Sheeran trying to act. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that one of the uh, like major problems I have with that movie is... He does the song where it says um, she was only 17, if you know what I mean. Why yeah. does nobody call him out on that? Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I would have appreciated them to say, like, 17? What are you talking about? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> they had to uh, make it seem like the Beatles were fantastic in every, there's, every there's aspect. There's a lot of that. So. There's a lot of that sort of stuff. I think maybe they should have left that song alone. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. Just, like, just forget it was there. Just, you know, don't bother with it. I do have a problem with, though... Um, what, one of the things I liked about the film is that like the Oasis didn't exist in that universe because yeah. the Beatles didn't exist, which yeah. is probably like something that would have happened, right? Yeah. And also but Harry Potter doesn't they... exist, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have nothing against Harry Potter, obviously. I have, because there's a lot of people that we know that like Harry Potter, right? Yeah. yeah but yeah, I have a problem yeah. with the uh, the creator. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> which... it's... it's a, if you've like spent money on Harry Potter stuff in the past, don't feel bad about it. Mm. But if you now go out of your way to monetize the franchise, then then there's a problem because there's enough things that we know now that I don't think it's the right thing to do. It's like if you fa- if you like really enjoyed a series of books and then found mm-hmm. out that the author was a murderer and he was a serial mm-hmm. killer mm-hmm. and he was using the proceeds from that from the books to buy weaponry and he went <laughs> well I don't care I still enjoy the books and then went and bought the thing. I mean, I'm that's not talking about William she S is... Burroughs and the fact that he killed his wife or anything but <laughs> no, no no of course not <laughs> but um she is and that's not that far from the truth because no. she is weaponizing opinion she is yeah so um using her twitter as some sort of um well this is this is going to go full circle because i'm going to talk about mindy kaling as well because oh, of her God. Oh, re- God, retweeting of um <laughs> retweeting of jk Rowling stuff yes, and yeah. supporting it and uh, and then the Velma stuff, which is so conservative. It's it really so is. weird. Yeah, it's strange. Like, the th- I haven't watched it because I don't have HBO Max and I'm not watching a Scooby-Doo show that doesn't have Scooby-Doo no. in because that's stupid. No. Yeah. I've seen the clips and stuff that people have been sending around and God, it's just not funny either. The thing, the picking, um, picking fights with the Me Too movement. Yeah. I mean, what are you thinking? <laughs> it's really weird. It's not even a um, you know, you know, a, a totally understandable. Um, the far right and the far left have problems. No, it's not. It's not it, even that sort of um, balanced argument. It's saying that um, there is something wrong with women standing up for themselves. Almost and of all the characters that say that sort of yeah. thing, Velma is yeah. like the least likely. It's Velma, not. A, it, the... I'm going to say it's not a Scooby Doo show. It's a Mindy no, Kaling no, no. show that she wanted to make and couldn't get get anybody to do it. So they yeah. turned it into a Scooby Doo show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've got a pitch for you to make it, it's the same plot of Velma, like the same stuff that mm-hmm. happens, but a better way of doing it. They're not high school students. It's mm-hmm. years and years and years later. They're like in their forties and mm-hmm. this happens and they think that Fred might have killed somebody. And that's the basis of the plot is that they're now the older and they have to get back together to solve this crime to exonerate their friend. That's quite good. I yeah. like that. 
Would Scooby Doo still be around, or would it He's be dead. a new dog? He's yeah, dead. I was going to say. Yeah, it'd have to be a new dog. Yeah, that'd be sad, wouldn't it? Yeah. So you can do something with that as well. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, should we talk, talk about? Should we talk about Yellow Submarine? Mm-hmm. Let's. I didn't finish it. Did you not finish it? How far did you get? I got. I got to the point where they dressed as Sergeant Pepper. Oh, and yeah. I was just like, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go mad if I have to watch <laughs> any more of this, um, because it was like listening to the dialogue was like listening to two guys who think they're funny down the pub. Yes, um, I was thinking while watching it, this would be a much better movie if the Beatles weren't in it. If they weren't in it, or if it was just the musical numbers with some like orchestral music in between, without mm-hmm. any of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. It would be a much better movie, and apparently I, that does exist on the the oh, uh, right, DVD okay. release. There's a uh, there's an audio like a music only version of the movie. I had um, the biggest problem I had with it was that it just everything felt so forced. Yes, um, yeah, like the the putting them in the situation the all the bit about getting the whole people back together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Every bit of the, the biggest one where I was like, I had a roll eyes moment so badly <laughs> that I almost gave myself a headache <laughs> was the, um, the thing that they, the, the creature that they bully that I can't remember the name of. Oh now. uh yeah. Um, uh, boob something. Boob. Yeah. And they lead into nowhere man because someone says, oh, I don't even know what he is. Maybe he's a nowhere yeah, man. Yeah, this is my point. Like, this is my what? point I was making earlier about like the, um, the forcing the music into being the narrative. Mm. Like nowhere man, the actual song is like, it's meant to be about like John Lennon when he wrote it was doing some stuff about mm-hmm. like, it was being ex- existential at the time because he was thinking yeah. like, or I think it was something to do with like the LSD taking, like the drugs. He thought that that wasn't, he wasn't writing the music and it was the drugs doing it. And he was being like, yeah. it was like a thing for him. But in this, they've taken away any kind of meaning or like structure to the song mm-hmm. and just turned it into them literally talking to a nowhere man. Yeah. Which, to a man that doesn't have a classification. Yeah. Which it's doesn't, very weird. It's the, it's the, it's almost like the antithesis of what the song is supposed to be about. Yeah. It's like, very strange. I like the, I like the, um, the, uh, visuals. Of nowhere, man. Mm. With the like the um, concentric circles and the the lines and the flashing, I think it's. I like. I think it's. I think the on. animation in this movie is really, really interesting. It's interesting, but in a way that reminds me of Monty Python. Yes. And I don't yeah. know if Monty Python was inspired. He was. Or, yeah. when, he was. Right, uh, okay. I think. I don't remember, but I think somebody who worked on this might have worked with Terry Gilliam on Monty Python. That would make sense to yeah. me because there is a there is a the Eleanor Rigby segment in particular is very very Monty Python. Well, yeah, because it seems very propaganda poster. It does, yeah, yeah. which is yeah. like the um, Albion sort of sense of uh, of newscasting and mm. stuff like that. Yeah, um, like the printing press element of Eleanor Rigby was very very good. I really liked yeah. all of that. Um, but then the story hadn't started. Yeah. The fucking intro is 15 minutes long. Oh, it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> it just um, doesn't end. Uh, apparently a lot of the like um, the visuals in Yellow Submarine when they're doing like the musical numbers were uh, based on like psychedelic pop art from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. I can see that. The Warhol-esque yeah, type of... Which, which I, I really like that sort of stuff. I think yeah. it's a really good visual for this. Because it's... 
I mean, there's like the um, classic trap to fall into with this sort of Beatles stuff. We think, wow, they were on drugs when they made this. I mean, they were on Mm -hmm. drugs when they made this. We all know they were. But I think that does take away from like the artistry behind this. Because there were like 200 animators who worked on this movie. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have all have been on LSD while they were animating this. No, absolutely not. I think one of the things I most like about the animation itself is that how dense and layered it feels. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels like layers of paper. Like yeah, I'd really, almost I'd, like there's a um, the cell type type um, uh, animation where they're just layering on layering on layering on layering. Like yeah. a, a cell animation of an arm moving is layered on five other body parts, that yes. sort of thing. Yeah. There's a bit, I think it might have been after you stop watching, because it's when they're doing mm-hmm. them with a little help from my friends, after they do yep. the Lonely Hearts Club band, where they're bringing mm-hmm. back to life all of the all the people from Pepperland. Yeah. And it's like uh, like layered lithographs of all of the different people. Right. And it's like, they're, it's like 14 or 15 different layers that they're going through, and they're all moving at different speeds, and it makes it look like a huge crowd scene. With all the colours changing and like the faces like coming to life, and it's fantastic. Mm, that's a shame. I stopped watching before yeah. then because <laughs> the thing is, I've seen Yellow Submarine a lot because my dad used to love it. Like, I, I my dad's not dead. I don't mean it in that sort of sense. Yeah. But my dad has stopped religiously <laughs> yeah. watching. He Yellow used Submarine to love it. When he I was still does, but he used um, to as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he showed it to me so many times, and as a kid, I think I was just like, "Why is nothing happening?" Yeah. Why yeah. is nothing <coughs> happening? It's a, it's a um, trance, entrancing movie to me. Yeah. Like, you, when I was watching it, I was thinking, this has been on for like six hours, and it was half yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. It's just so long, but, but it's not long. It's it, like, a, it's an hour and a half, but it feels yeah. so long. It feels like it was a day. So I watched it over two nights because it was, it was, um, it was hard to watch. Like, I've said this before, and I think I've said this to you. Mm. I don't mind if something is shit. In fact, yeah. in sometimes I quite enjoy it when it's shit, when it's yeah. really shit. Like, you know, we have a love of horror, a mutual love of horror. Yes, yeah. And Especially I think bad said, horror. <laughs> bad horror, yeah. yeah. So we, I, I don't think there is such a thing as bad in, in terms of horror. It can mm. be yeah. schlocky. It can be, you know, misogynistic. It can be that sort of exploitative sort of horror. But it's very rarely bad. Yeah. When it is bad, it's boring. Yes. And I think... Yeah. Like, um, uh, I think, like the girl, the third girl upstairs or something, the movie with um, mm-hmm. with the wrestler in. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know the one you mean. Yeah, that is a um, boring movie. Unlike some of those sorts of um, wreck sequels, yes. Spanish film. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I don't even have a problem with central theme. Like there was that horror film, The Platform, wasn't there? Did you watch that? No, I haven't There's, seen it. It was on right. my Netflix like queue for years, and then it got taken right. off, so I can't watch it now. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it it's took great. Too long. It's great. Theme never changes all the way through. It's the same thing with these prison cells that are above and below your current prison cell. And there's a platform that comes down with food, right? Yeah. Um, it's all about that. It's all, but the story is woven around the themes around it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Yellow Submarine, I feel like it's a bit of a, the story, which is, you know, this is this is the integral flaw with why I don't mm. like these sorts of productions. The story is so one note. It is, yeah. It's uh, like we were talking last time about like narrative structures and things, mm-hmm. like um, you know the twelve act structure and things like that. 
Yeah. This movie doesn't have any structure to it. It's no. it's like the Beatles don't learn anything throughout the movie. They seem to already mm-hmm. know everything that's happening and they're just going along for the ride for it, which I think was yeah. a bit of their like like media persona when they were in <laughs> movies and things like like um uh, t- uh help is like this as well mm-hmm. where they don't really interact with anything that's happening to them they just have things happen and they're there i think that's interesting as well because that happens with like the the monkeys in the shows that they're in like yeah they yeah. just they're just things happen to them and they're still the monkeys they're the monkeys afterwards and I know people are going to be like, you're bringing the monkeys into a conversation about the Beatles. <laughs> oh, yeah, monkeys have are just Yeah, the monkeys the are monkeys the American the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and let's not pretend that the monkeys aren't great because the monkeys were great. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's I lots of bands around, around that time. Do you remember the episode of the monkeys where they fell into the back of the sofa? Absolutely. They- yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, but I think the biggest failing with Yellow Submarine is just this sort of lack of story that takes there's a vacuum mm, in this yeah. production there's a real vacuum and it sucks all my enjoyment into it it's like there's a black hole and i'm just watching it as if it was a study yes, rather than yeah. uh, a piece of entertainment yeah i think that's why i didn't finish it because i was just i think this has told me everything i need to t- it to tell me now i think the um th- the ideal way to watch yellow submarine mm-hmm. is to watch the music video for elena rigby mm-hmm Skip until Looting the Sky with Diamonds. Yes, which is great. That's the best piece of animation in the movie. Absolutely. And then skip to It's All Too Much, which is the final song. What about When I'm 64? I feel like that segment was the bit I enjoyed the most. I do like that bit where they've got the beards growing. Yeah, where they're going through time warp. That's that's quite interesting. I feel like if the submarine had have done some stuff. Yeah, it's interesting, but... It's another thing where they're not interacting with it in any proper way. No. Like, it's just no. things happening to them. Like, they're not growing or learning anything during this scene. Mm. I think also part of the problem is that... So, maybe it should have been a series of vignettes. Yes, I think that would be better. Rather yeah. than a story. Yeah. Because it isn't a story. And I think, you know, one of these vignettes might resonate with you. Like, you know, if you take the... Um, so... If that sequence had have been the music video for when I'm mm. 64, yeah, everyone would have loved it. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, yeah. I I also have a problem with the fact that the Yellow Submarine is absent for half the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't they don't really do much with the Yellow Submarine. No, it's um it's just a way for them to get from one place to the other. It's like if you you'd named the Lord of the Rings Shadow Facts because Gandalf yeah. rides a horse for a bit. It's yeah, yeah. And I think Shadowfax is in it about as much yeah. as the Yellow Submarine is. I mean, it's it's Yellow Submarine is also like the what the amount of time they spend in Pepperland, not really doing much, is like if in Lord of the Rings they got to Mordor like a third of the way through the book and then just <laughs> hung around until the end, sodded about, yeah, and then didn't go home. They just stayed there. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's such really a weird. weird thing. It's a, they, they, they it's should... a strange movie. I can I, see why people love this movie, though. Oh, it's so so. It's one of the. Did you did you look up into that thing I told you about the Queen? It's one of the Queen's. Oh no, films. I no. So I did. I did. I looked a little bit further. Yeah. Do you know what her other favourite film is? Was? Um. Uh, uh. Uh. Shaft. 
Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon? What, the one with yeah. Brian Blessed? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's so weird. That's a really weird choice. That made, that made me have more respect for the Queen than I've ever had. <laughs> like, Yellow Submarine and Flash Gordon. What a weird choice. Yeah. I mean, what it, weird choices. At least they're both British, I suppose. <laughs> and maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe, yeah. We didn't really um, have much that she could have picked back then. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that one of the things I do appreciate about Yellow Submarine the most is the fact that the art is so unique. It is, yeah, yeah. It's instantly identifiable as Yellow Submarine, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think they did George really dirty in this movie because he looks like <laughs> some horrible little gremlin man. Um, Favourite character in the Yellow Submarine Ringo. Beatles lineup. It's always Ringo. It's always Ringo's Ringo. the only one who's who makes sense in yeah. the whole film. Paul McCartney is... Uh, I didn't even think that was him at first. <laughs> he looks really weird, like, doesn't he? He's got, he's got like a weird, like small head. Yep. And his voice is so... He just cannot be bothered. It's not... I, well, I looked this up. Here's an interesting fact for you. Mm. The, the Beatles don't play the Beatles. It's not them. Is it not? No, it's not. Uh, John Lennon is played by John Clive, <laughs> who was uh, like an English actor. Right. Paul McCartney is played by Jeffrey Hughes, who played the old man in Heartbeat. You know, the one who like right. yep. sells yep. stuff. Yep. 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 That's yep. him. George Harrison was played by Peter Batten for half of the movie because here's like, the interesting fact. Peter Batten got arrested because they found out he was an army deserter. <laughs> not halfway through the recording. So they had to get Paul Angelis to not finish off the rest of George Harrison's right, dialogue. Okay. <laughs> and the the mayor and Jeremy Hillary Boob is played by mm-hmm. Dick Emery. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so who plays Ringo? Uh Ringo is played by Paul Angelis, who also right, okay. plays the chief meanie. Oh, uh, right. I wouldn't have been surprised if at the end you had to said, and Ringo plays Ringo. <laughs> I would love it if he did. They, the only thing that the Beatles actually like had any input in this movie were they wrote four songs for it, mm-hmm. which or which were, I can't remember which ones it were, but one of them was um, only a Northern song where they're mm-hmm. saying like, you may think the chords are wrong and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. apparently was written as like, like satire to like make fun of the movie. <laughs> Because like, it, like, it, it doesn't come across like that. No, it says um, it was a personal denunciation of the Beatles' music publishing business, given a disadvantaged position with Northern Songs, which was like a record label. So weird. Yeah, it's really weird. And so none of this weird. comes across at all in the movie. Nope, absolutely not. It's so strange. It's a strange film. It's a really strange. I would recommend people watch it just to see how strange it is and to enjoy the visuals. It, but don't think it's going to be a masterpiece. I, I don't. I if this wasn't a Beatles movie, it would not have like a seven point one on IMDb. Like it wouldn't be no. this popular. No, I think definitely it, not. The only reason it got made is because it is the Beatles. Like people don't realise how unbelievably popular the Beatles were in the sixties. Yeah, I don't think there's been anything. Maybe Elvis. Yeah, I mean Elvis was before though. Elvis was like fifties, yeah, sixties. Uh, yeah. So it was like the same time period. But I think the, since then. There's never been anyone like the Beatles. Not with worldwide appeal. No. Um, I'm thinking like going back in time as well, maybe the Rat Pack. But even yeah. then, they were very US centralised, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's, there has been a band like the Beatles. Like, there's popular it's bands. Probably like, for the best. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe BTS, if anything, for like worldwide yeah, probably. appeal. I, I, I couldn't see them having an animated film <laughs> with a kind of some wacky better. adventure. It would probably be better, let's face it. Yeah. It'd yeah. probably have some form of story. It would probably yeah. be very dance heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Should we but get yeah, in contact probably... with them and tell them to make a cartoon? Yeah, why are they not making yeah. Yellow Submarine 2? Oh, they were, they were going to do a remake of Yellow Submarine a couple of years ago, but it fell through. Apparently, like they did like um, uh, test footage of it within the 3D. It was going to be a CG animated. Of course, it and was. It looked like shit, and nobody wanted to do it, so they just no, they I'm just canned it. But uh, Peter Sofina, which was going to play one of them, I can't remember who. Probably Ringo. Yeah, <laughs> he does a good Ringo voice. <laughs> Ringo's the main character. He is. Yeah, this. yeah. The Ringo is like the glue that holds the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. He saves the day at the end because he get he collects a hole for when they're in the uh, yeah Sea of Science, I think, or the Sea of Holes. It's- and the, sea of sea of holes, but the sea of green is through the sea of holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As everyone knows, and that leads you to Pepperland. Yeah, <laughs> it's a strange movie, but yeah, um, really Ringo saves weird. the day at the end. He um he rescues the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, who happen to look exactly like the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And none of them seem uh, really like concerned by this. John Lennon does like a theory that it's them from the future or something, or it's them from the yeah. past, but it doesn't go anywhere. No, <laughs> the, the the rules of this film are all over the place. Like they say the Blue Meanies, one weakness is music. Yeah. They don't even play music for large parts. They're all asleep yeah. as they go up the hill and get the, the uniforms for that, some reason. In like a mausoleum they, for some reason. But they never play music. No. Are, the, uh, are Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band that universe's version of the Beatles? I think it might. I think it is like into the Beatles verse. Because they they say that they look like them, yeah, and they see themselves in another mm. submarine at one point, going the opposite direction. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think it is do, like into they? the Beatles verse. Yeah. Wow. See, they were on the cutting edge, seventy years in advance. I just, yeah, yeah. This is this is the peak of um, what I was saying about how like story being shoehorned around music. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, because. It's almost like they just decided, well, how are we going to sell this stuff as a separate album? Yes. Um, Let's let's put some schlock story around it and then just pay 100 animators a million pounds (laughs) uh, to do this. Um, That between them, probably. Uh, It's just so weird. It's such an oddity that I feel like anyone who's watching it for the first time now would turn it off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you were doing it as like a... um like a research or analytical thing. Like I think mm. a lot of the stuff in Yellow Submarine, you could spend ages doing like a thesis on the visuals and what the meanings of things are and like why they chose certain songs for certain like visuals. But yeah, I think if you were watching Absolutely. it to be entertained, I wouldn't bother. I'd watch something else. I'd just, I'd just listen to the, to listen to the album. Like don't bother yeah. with <laughs> Listen to the album and maybe watch some of like a, a clip show of some of the animation yeah. on a silent YouTube video. Yeah. And you've probably got it because the story makes no sense. It doesn't, it's not needed. Just watch Lucy with the, Lucy in the Sky Diamonds because that's the best part of the movie. Yeah. The animation Do you know what it reminds really me of? Good. What does it kind of reminds me of um, Moonwalker. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, like, like almost like creating secondary videos for the music tracks mm. And then there being this tiny, tiny bit of story around it. Because, yeah. you know, I 
everyone knows the problematic nature of Michael Jackson, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, he again, another global worldwide phenomenon, mm. probably, well, you know, maybe as popular, maybe in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. Can you like, can you remember as a kid, like, oh my God, there's a new Michael Jackson video? No, that was a bit just before my time. I remember when um, the one with Eddie Murphy, uh, Remember the Time, is that what it's called, that song? I've got no idea. One? No, I've got no idea. I'm not really up on Michael Jackson. <laughs> so I know like the um, the really, really popular stuff, but... Like Thriller and yeah, Bad yeah. and um, Smooth Criminal. Yeah. But I can remember when those videos were like released on MTV and everyone would like yeah, it was gather like around the television. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got the worldwide premiere of the new Michael Jackson video. And it's like, oh, even as a child, I used to think, like, that's weird. Yeah, that's like a bygone era now, isn't it? Like yeah. Music no videos in general, shit. nobody cares. So we, um, my son likes to watch a music video, um, like, because he likes, he, he, he likes to watch things on his, like, tablet. Yeah. And um, so he, his current favourite is um you know Lewis Capaldi the Scottish oh, yeah. guy yeah 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 um he Peter did Crowley's a, son. yeah he's great he's yeah. got like one of the most impressive voices I've ever heard he did a shot for shot remake of Club Tropicana for his new um <laughs> video um and my son loves it and loves to watch them back to back that's like funny. uh it's just so weird but he's got some like I'm he's trying analyzing to think, like, it well, yeah, yeah, maybe. But there's been nothing like that for a long, long time. I think that, you know, the last music video I think I watched and I was like, oh, this is really good, was probably Coffee and TV by Blur. Oh, really? I think um, With, uh, I, I Feel Better by Hot Chip. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. Anything, actually, anything that OK Go does is normally yeah, pretty yeah. good, isn't it? Um, But like, you know, he likes watching stuff like, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Oh, that video is so God, good. Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about visual stimulation, isn't it? He doesn't yeah, really know what it's yeah. about at the moment. But like, I feel like this would have been more successful if they had have done like an animated series of videos. But then you probably would have had people complaining that they didn't see the Beatles and mm, yeah, not like. Yeah. I mean, people went to see this when it came when it came out. People went to see, to see the Beatles so more than anything else, and they're not even in it, which is really funny. No. It's so weird. Uh, not even in it in any sort of shape, way, or form. They're That's at the, the, really the very. Thing. They show up in live action at the very, very, very end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. To to like do all together now as a song because there's, mm. they say that there's blue meanies like attacking the theatre, but the the end of the movie is them making friends with the blue meanies, and they're not bad anymore. So yeah, they, I don't they get just, that. Yeah, they just completely backtrack that and say that they're evil again. Uh, I remember that when, yeah. that when I was a kid watching that and being like. So what, what, what is happening here? Like, it doesn't make any sense. The story doesn't make any sense. And I think that's my biggest problem with mm. it, right? But does it need to yeah. make any sense? Or is it just the no, power well, of that's, music? That's the thing. Yeah. If, it's, if you're seeing it as a music piece and you want to hear new music, Beatles tracks and you wanted to hear some of their biggest tracks, then I suppose it's a success, right? Yeah. Everything about the animation is just window dressing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose in that way, it's a success. But it's not for me. Yeah, it's um, uh, I wouldn't watch it all the way through again. Mm, no, because it's I an oddity. Yeah, but I would probably watch small segments of it just to try to work mm-hmm. out what things were happening on it. Yeah, but yeah, I would give it a Revolver is the best album from the Beatles out of ten. Hmm, 
Is that a, is that a genuine score you would give it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got Eleanor Rigby in it, which is the best album. Mm-hmm. So that's what it gets out of ten. Is the Eleanor Rigby part's really good? Out of right, ten, as a as a piece, <laughs> yeah. as a as an entire piece, what would you give it? As an entire piece, I'd probably give it a realistic six out of ten. Like the animation slightly trumps the music for me. Mm. It's hard for me because I, I feel like as a whole piece, I'd probably give it a three. Mm-hmm. But in terms of an animation, I'd probably give it a six. Yeah. In terms of a musical piece, probably a six again. So it's really hard. I'd probably give it a five. Yeah. Yeah. It, it goes After straight down the middle. Three scores. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly boring. Yes. Yeah. It needs it's it, it needed like I think it need better it needed better writing for sure because mm. some of the jokes in it are just really dumb. It's just sort of it, it's the sort of um, jokes you would tell as a ten year old, like yeah. um, you know, just that sort of like, oh, don't you mean this? Yeah, uh, and it's kind of like oh, I could only do that so many times, and I was just <laughs> yeah. like, it's like it's like wordplay at its most basic. Some of the jokes, yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> this will give me pause for four, and you're thinking, uh, mm, and then a dog walks past. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like those sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that probably was in it. I probably, I've probably just taken that directly from the script. It could um, be a Toonhouse joke as well. Yeah, it could be. You could, but we're you not could that use that bad. to like uh, when we're going into an ad break. You could say we're going to pause for a moment, and now we're going to pause, not for thought. Because there's no thought in a <laughs> Toonhounds break. Uh, we'll be right back. See you in a minute. You know, people think that um, being in the Beatles must have been a lot of fun. Well, it was. Most of the time. But um, sometimes it was bloody awful. Especially towards the end. You would argue and fight. Sometimes the arguments just got bloody ridiculous. I just think we should go to the toilet. That's all I'm saying, you know. Sounds sensible to me. I am pretty full. You know, why is it we always have to do what you want us to do? Hey, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, you know. We're just human beings. It's a physical fact. I didn't design the human digestive system. You know, we just all need to go to the toilet. Simple as that. I really don't need the toilet. You did have that bloody big lentil curry, George. You're not listening. We don't need to go to the toilet. Hi everyone, uh, have you taken your rest break? Have you br- rebrushed your teeth? <laughs> uh, got yourself a refreshment? Yeah, a, re- a refresher. Do you remember refreshers? Do they still make those? Yeah, they're horrible. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely horrible. <laughs> the, um, do did you was you one of those kids that liked Palmer violets? Oh, I love Palmer violets. Oh, they fizzy. taste like flowers. They're great. <laughs> they're they're so weird. They're such a weird taste. Anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, you probably will never ever get to taste these things. No, no but they no. taste like lavender. Yeah, they're great. Lavender flavored flavored sweets. <laughs> Chalky lavender flavored sweets. They taste like if you told me they were a secret way of getting kids vitamins in the 1980s, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they probably um, are. Yeah, but they oh, were in every this. pick and mix bag. Yeah, every yeah, bag you yeah. got from like Woolworths. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about. Now. Every time you but went every... to like a, somebody's birthday party and you got a little bag at the end, there would be yeah, palm violets got... and love hearts in them. 
Palmer violets, love hearts, fruit salads, blackjacks, oh, yeah. which were aniseed flavoured, which yeah. were great. The, I the love blackjacks. Blackjacks are the only way that licorice should have been a sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, a candy necklace. Oh, yeah. Classic. Um, candy bracelet with a fake watch on it. Yeah. yeah. Some <laughs> straws. Oh, the, um, the, the sherbet in the little things. Oh, they were flying saucers. No, no, it was like um, a stick with sherbet inside it. And the actual, oh, like, the plastic. A, a dib dab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the flying saucers. You'd also get those. Yeah, You'd yeah, get a dip yeah. dab, uh, a stick that you licked that was also made of like chalky sweet that <laughs> yeah. you dipped in pure sherbet. It was essentially like giving a line of cocaine to a child. Um, what else were the days. <laughs> white chocolate fish and chips. Do you remember those? I don't remember fish and chips. I remember white chocolate mice. Oh, oh yep. Yeah. White chocolate mice. So you would get as, as pick a mix sometimes, like a crinkle cut chip. And a, a fish, really? and it was, they were white chocolate. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why they made them in that in that way. No, I never had uh, one of those. Fizzy cherries. Oh yeah, yeah. Cola bottles. Yeah, I bet now they just get an apple and some tang fastics. Don't know they're born mm. these kids. <laughs> <laughs> get an iPod. Yeah, <laughs> in a bag. Bloody zoomers. Um, so it's my son's uh, fifth birthday on the 4th of April. Oh, so we're already, oh, it's a long while away, away <laughs> yet, but um, we're having to start birthday plan prep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we, well, so, did he have a birthday when he was four? Was he like in a birthday party age at that point? It was too small. Yeah. Um, and he was like, at the time, he was still at nursery. So we were like, we're not going to do it. We'll do it the first year he's at school. And now yeah, that year has yeah, come around. Yeah. We're going trampolining. Oh, cool. With like six or seven or eight of his friends from school. Oh, that's going to be rowdy. Already. Jeez. So we've, we've, um, we're paying for a higher package so that someone can look after them. Like a that's party clever. coordinator. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking want anything <laughs> no. to do with this. Jeez. Eight kids. Yeah. So we're, I'm going to, I'm hoping there is a bar there. If there's not, there's probably not because it's a kids thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. They do. Uh, is it you're going to? Um, I can't remember the trampoline thing, but the, the big trampolining place, the one that's got like a franchise. Mm-hmm. Jump. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I think it's called that. But they do like adult stuff, so not like adult stuff, but you know what I mean. I hope they've got a bar. They've probably got a bar. They've probably got st- somewhere that serves drinks. It's probably going to be in a building with other stuff. Yeah, I don't. What I don't want is I don't want the um, to have to socialise with these kids' parents. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to be able to spend an hour with my wife, yeah. where we just like <laughs> can watch my son jump around like an idiot and laugh at him. <laughs> They're gonna be. Like, uh, that's what I really want. All the other parents are gonna be like getting involved and with the kids I'm all not. the time, and they're gonna say, "Where's Where's Evan's dad?" And they're gonna point over to you at the bar with like a <laughs> glass of brandy in one hand, raising raising it to them like <laughs> yeah. suckers. Um, and then they have an hour of jumping around and then they come back to uh, this central room where they all have hot dogs or pizzas Mm. and a birthday cake that I can get behind an hour and a half Um, he's going to love it and I can just say this is my job done for another year and then he's (laughs) going to run around for two hours afterwards at home Mm -hmm. and then fall asleep hopefully fingers crossed (laughs) That sounds wonderful. <laughs> anyway, we're anyway. talking about music-inspired cartoons. In fact, not even music-inspired cartoons. Integral music theme to mm-hmm. a cartoon. Yeah. Um, so we talked about yellows. We 
that, that word was talked. <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> we talked about. Um, we talked about Yellow Submarine in the first half, and it would have been a really easy one to pick Fantasia, but mm-hmm. we didn't. Uh, yeah. Spivsy suggested something that I had no prior knowledge of until mm-hmm. I watched it and was like, I've seen some of these shorts before. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're always split up, aren't they? Yeah. If, especially it's, it's because- rare to watch it all the way in, all through in one go. We watched uh, bits of it at university when I was doing yeah. animation history. But so this is the first I- time I've seen it all the way through. I'd seen a Ravel's Bolero piece. Yeah. I'd seen the Fawn uh, piece uh, from Debussy. Yeah. Um, and I'd also seen, what was the other one we mentioned? The Firebird Fiber Suite. Suite. Yeah, that's the... Um, yeah, uh, Stravinsky. Yeah, the Adam and Eve one. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah. So we chose, I say, it wasn't me. It was me Spivsy. chose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spivsy chose Allegro Non Troppo, which is a 1976 Italian animated film by, uh, directed by Bruno Bozzetto. Yep. Um, and it contains six animated pieces, uh, f- animated two chosen classical music i suppose is the best way to do it it's um i so it suggests it's a parody of walt disney's 1940s fantasia i don't think it's a parody i think the live action parts are a parody yes they are yeah the animation is like very serious though like it's yeah it's almost like a tribute yeah there's um quite a few things where it's like oh i can see what this is in fantasia like the um Mm -hmm. the the introduction scene with um the sata yes that is absolutely. very much like the um i can't remember what the song is in fantasia but you know the one with the no, um, the centaurs yes i cannot remember at all they don't they don't use music that's been used previously in fantasia do they no but um the last song that they use the, the one um, with igor yeah i can't remember what it is um uh, let me five, uh, five by tweet i think it is five by tweet the um they use that in the last segment in Fantasia 2000, the, uh, oh, the one right, they made okay. years later, which I think is pretty yeah. interesting that they use this as like a, oh, it could have been in Fantasia. And mm-hmm. then they actually did use it. So interestingly, uh, this film came out and it it pokes fun a little bit of the process. So um, for those who haven't seen it, it is on YouTube and I would recommend watching it. Um, because it is something that, like Fran- Fantasia, you might hate Fantasia, but I think everyone can agree Fantasia is so unique that it's worth a watch, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, yeah. And I think this is as well, Allegro Non Troppo is as well. Um, it's bookmarked and every scene in between the animated vi- uh, vignettes is live action. And, and really funny as well. Really funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um to the point where it um, parodies, because um, so reading up on it, I think there were problems between artistic director and musical director on, on the Fantasia production. Mm. Um, and they parody that with the um, artist and composer, composer, conductor in the Italian version. Mm. Um, fighting in between yeah. the uh, in between the pieces because the conductor is thinking that he's compos- uh, he's conducting magnificent pieces of music, but the animator isn't animating as he would like. Them yeah, to. animating um, by himself while the music is playing. 
Yes, he's supposed to be animating this live action, which would be phenomenally good. Um, One of the things I really like as well is that the animator um, animates his own people to help him fight the conductor. Yeah. I think that's really great in the live action bits. Um, I, I enjoyed parts of this much more than I thought I would. Um, And then other parts. Shall we go through each like vignette? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um, the first one was um, based on Debussy's um, prelude um, for an... <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to attempt this. it. <laughs> A l'après midi d'enfant, which is um, about the uh, uh, the sort of an, the elderly life of a fawn <laughs> who uh, is trying to get a partner yeah. trying to get sexual gratification from a partner and he is old and he is bald and he's very near death um and he is becoming um he becomes smaller and smaller as the production goes mm-hmm. on as the yeah. piece of music goes on because he's becoming less relevant and less important to the um to the women that surround him so all, um, all the other fawns have so women, something about him getting and smaller and smaller when I watched it, I got the impression the women were getting bigger. Yeah, they were. Yeah. But I think it's, it was a bit of both. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's an interpretation thing. Like, it's him getting smaller and smaller because of his, like, self-worth going down. Yes. But is it the women getting bigger and bigger because he's inflating them in his mind at the same well, time? or is it not a the view from a male? Is it that women's... Uh, you know, I would I want to say importance because women have always been important to society. I don't want to yeah, yeah. don't want to pretend that's not the case. <laughs> women, Careful what you say now. <laughs> um, yeah. So is it that the power dominion of men over women was becoming less? Mm. So women are more powerful in as the peace goes on, and men, especially older men, older white men, are less. Maybe we're putting a modern lens on it, but, but that's I mean that's what the I good thing about it, it is that you can put a modern lens on it. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. It was he he views these women in a very sexual way, the fawn, um, and he's trying to recapture his virility by making small cosmetic changes to like give himself fake hair and stuff mm, like that. Yeah, but the women refuse him at yeah, every opportunity. They immediately see through the facade. Hmm. Until the point where he becomes so small that he almost like blinks out of existence. Yeah. But then the the bot the world that he is on turns out to be a woman's body. It was really clever. It, it was, was really, really clever. clever. Yeah. Um. Probably one of the best. It's really hard because all the animation was so different and and so good, but it was. Probably the best overall, the best piece. Although it wasn't my favourite, it's up there. Yeah, I mean, I think the um, the Bolero was the best piece out, yeah. of, out of all of them. So then you transferred to you had the live action sequence in between, um, and most of the live action sequences were the same. Uh, there was a show host who was trying to um, big up the production, yeah. a conductor who was very argumentative and violent, an animator who was very put upon and had been brought out of chains at the beginning <laughs> of the production, and a cleaner cleaning lady who was just the cutest woman I've ever seen. Um, the, but the, she, the relationship between like the, the cleaning lady and the animator was done through like 
sly glances throughout most of the yeah, film. But yeah. it felt real, really like they had some kind of genuine connection to one another. Because they're like, both in servitude. Yeah, it was I really think. good acting. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, it was all largely silent um, in the, the relationship, but mm. the conductor and the showrunner would always talk and they yeah, were very yeah. good actors as well. Yeah. Um, so then you got Dvorak's Slavonic Dance number seven, um, which was a weird one. Probably my least favourite. Um, I think it's the least memorable out of all of them. Yeah. It's an interesting so, um, uh, thing that they're trying to say. It's an interesting message to the animation, like what happens uh-huh. in the anima- in the little vignette. But it's, so, it's the shortest one by far. It's definitely. And the weirdest one. Yeah. So... Um, it's almost like a bit of a Plato's cave allegory mm, where yeah. one caveman comes out of the community of caves to start um it goes out and builds himself a new home and yeah. then everyone else comes out and copies him but as he starts to um build himself this sort of like advancing life mm, yeah. everyone starts he he feels the need to go one stage further yeah he's trying his, to get away from everybody else but they keep building yeah. and building and encroaching on his on his property so he decides and, to like use this against them yeah by humiliating himself to humiliate the masses yeah by pulling down his trousers basically yeah um it's really weird yeah it's, um, I don't think I mean, the music is, uh, and the animation blended very well either. There's a bit of like a um, like a fascist dictatorship vibe to it as well. Yeah. Because he tries to turn them into like an army to kill mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird as well because of the Italy's roots in fascism mm, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, which is not a, you know, not a thing that isn't backed up by history. So I hope I'm not offending anyone. But, no, um, you know... Italy very close to um fascism in the you know during the second world war and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I mean I think but that this living, must have living still memory. been in 1976 they must have still been feeling the effects of that. Yeah, absolutely because Germany still was um, yeah. all through the 80s even. It's still in living memory. Um it's not my favorite. It's not um I don't think the art and the music really aligned very well. Um most of the animation pieces were really much like Fantasia. Action was linked to notes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And changes and pace. This one wasn't so much. Yeah. It was, um, it was kind of linked to the rhythm of the music. Mm. Like when they're doing the yeah. building sequences. Yeah. And the pace. Yeah. But when it comes to like the tempo, it didn't feel like. No. When it went fast, it didn't go fast enough in the actual yeah, animation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could tell there was a crescendo building, but you yeah. couldn't really, you couldn't see the connection with the music. Um, then you had uh, Ravel's Bolero, which was my favourite. Yeah. Um, and it was the image that was used for the poster for the movie. Yeah, the coat so ball. it was so weird. So it was a bit of a seamless transition where the conductor threw his bottle of Coke down. Well, I, su- I assume it's Coca-Cola. It, it is. Like you can Coca-Cola see Coca-Cola. You can see the label at Oh, one could point. you see it? Yeah. Um, and the, the animation becomes that the Coke flows out of the bottle, but there is a bit left behind mm. and 
the coke pulls itself the coke becomes like a, a primordial slime yeah it becomes and like it a pulls ooze. itself it pulls itself out of the bottle and as the bolero gains in pace and gains more instruments to the the piece it starts to evolve mm, yeah and it becomes it goes through a stage of um earth evolution so you start with like amphibians and then there's dinosaur reptiles and then dinosaurs mammals um to the point where um things start appearing around the animals without them really realizing like machinery and then they turn into giant skyscrapers yeah and then do you think um it was intended to be like the entire history of a planet over like billions of years or was this happening during the length of Bolero? No, I think it's over, yeah, over I do it millions right. yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, just because you saw like tanks and you saw, so mm. you saw like human history pervading. Uh, also then at the end, you saw like a human towering over the skyscrapers with yeah. this like sinister grimace, <laughs> but also then shattering and there was just a monkey underneath. Yeah, it, it was the ape. kind of like... Yeah. Don't don't forget how far uh, how little you've stepped away yeah, from your yeah. origins type of deal. Um, this is it um, was really good. This one was felt very Fantasia as well. Like mm. the um, it was uh, the the one that ends with Chernobog. The the um, mm. at the end, the, I think it's like a that was meant to be like a direct parallel between the demon from Fantasia and the human at the end of mm. this. Yeah, the rite of spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type of it was. Yeah, because it ends in a solar eclipse as well. It does, yeah, yeah, and that was cool um, as well. Because when the uh, there's like a crescendo in the um, there's like uh, tornadoes coming up. Yeah, while the solar eclipse is happening. That was cool. It was really good. Mm. Like, um, I the fawn story was um very Disney, and I enjoyed it. But I was just like, "What's this doing? That is going to be new." And then the second story came along, and I was kind of like, "Meh." And then the Blairo came on, and I was kind of like, "Oh wow!" So this is a piece yeah. of music that I know, but also the story was really great in the in the piece. Um, and the, uh, so then the, you had um, another change. Oh, the animation when the um the when the blob thing is like evolving, and it's like yeah. when it's flying through the air, and it like. There's like a beat and then it'll grow wings and then another beat and yeah. it like grows longer. It's so like seamless. Yeah. It's really... And it was... Yeah, it's so well animated. It was... Um, it reminded me kind of like the the really good transformations you see in like an American werewolf in London and stuff like that. That yeah, yeah, sort of like yeah. painful transformation. Um, because they animated the slime movement so well. They, like the um, ten- tentacle nature of the... The, the movement. Uh, one of the things I was reading about this movie was that they, they use the Bolero sequence in teaching animation to Disney animators. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, um, um, there's a thing, uh, uh, do you know animating the flower sack? Mm-hmm. Where it's like just an inanimate object and you have to give it like an emotion or like give it some kind yeah. of personality. The blob at the start of this, which is an eye, has so much personality in it, but it's just like a lump of goo. It went through a really natural stage as well. So it was a bubble that became an eye, that became mm. a blob, that became a, a sort of like almost like a cephalopod, um, that became like a fish, that became a bird. Those sorts of mm, things yeah. that are just like the the sort of animation is best when it's like reliant on natural form. And I think like aping nature like that 
just gave it so much more power. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. It was really, I can't say enough good things about it. It was very, very surprising at how good the the piece was. Um, like, if you're only going to watch one of them, I'd probably watch this. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. So then you moved on to um, Sibelius's Valtrist, which was... Mm, a bit bad again i I feel like wasn't very this one was heartbreaking it was the saddest one but it's meant to be because they like reference that it's so sad in the in the next live action segment yeah um and i liked the way they went from energetic down to sad it was like a peaks and troughs yeah yeah. type of um but a, a cat wanders in the ruins of a demolished house House, the house. Why did I say that? House, house. Um, and the cat remembers its life when it used to live there. Okay, I've got a theory on this. The cat okay. disappears at the end, yeah. and then the house is demolished. This isn't yeah. the cat imagining it; it's the house. Oh, that's that's yeah. That would make sense because the cat would be a memory as well. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the house is remembering its previous occupiers yeah because yeah. the the cat doesn't necessarily have to have been a cat that lived in the house it could have been a stray cat that was around mm. the house yeah yeah um it felt very wartime oh yeah it felt yeah. very like end of war yeah this was um, um uh the house is getting demolished because they're building like skyscrapers around it yeah so i think this this is like a um a, like a city encroaching on nature sort of story but it's like a city mm. encroaching on what encroached on nature it's like too like there's too many levels above the original like how the how the place originally looked yeah like a gentrification story yeah 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 it's like um uh, the city the city is evil that sort of thing like um yeah like akira yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was um i'm surprised at how good the good the story was without like the music almost seemed incidental in this mm, one yeah yeah, it's uh, like the music didn't really match very well. I don't think it. Um, in this one, I think the music sort of flows over you while you're listening to it. Yeah, it, you don't. Yeah. You're not listening to the music as much as in the other parts. Yeah, I agree. You're okay, more I think concerned it, with the story. Yeah, the music still serves the purpose for this. Like it still does mm. something for the actual visuals because it's quite a sad piece. Mm. But it, they're not doing it like things are happening to the beat or anything like that. It's yeah. not about the tempo or the rhythm. It's more the music is telling the story rather than... Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good, but not not the best. Mm, yeah. Um, so then you went into Vivaldi's Concerto in C Major. Um, this one was funny. I like this one, yeah. Um, it was very... It felt very um, Looney Tunes. I thought it felt more uh, um, Silly Symphonies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because it reminded me of the goddess of spring. Yeah. The story's basically um, a bee is about to eat a flower, um, but she gets out a full dinner set. She's going to have <laughs> yeah. a, like, she's got, like, a TV. She gets out, like, a salad fork and then another fork and then two knives. Um, <laughs> that looks like a, a classic couple... animation sort of thing. Yeah. The humanisation like... of it. Puts the um, napkin in her, like, top and stuff like that. But, like, 
two lovers are having uh, trying to have sex by her (laughs) and keep rolling around in the grass and nearly squashing her and then she i love that scene where they're like they're rolling down the hill towards the thing (laughs) it's terrifying yeah it's very like she's in in imminent danger um and then she stings the guy who yeah. knows where? <laughs> I imagine on the backside, but um, yeah, she's she's very. Every time they roll around, she's forced to gather up her things and go and find somewhere else to eat. It's very good. It's very um, sketch showy, um, and it's over very quickly as well. It's mm, like a yeah. five minute piece. It's one of the smaller ones. Um, then you move move on to Stravinsky's Firebird Suite, um, and you have. God molding Adam and Eve from clay mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then, you know, making a few like first drafts and then like, you know, discarding them and then d- going again. And he um, creates Adam and Eve and then they out of clay and then they transform into animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, that it does the simple story of Genesis about like the, the um, snake taking the, the apple from the tree of knowledge and trying to offer it to Adam and Eve, but they refuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the serpent swallows the apple and then dreams that he is being assailed by demons who, um, force him through a capitalist, <laughs> yeah. um, version of humanity. Like Which, this is had, a very interesting it, thing to be done in a parody of a Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> So they give him like a suit and a hat and send him to work. Um, he grows arms and legs. Um, he like drinks. There's money surrounding him. Um, he becomes very material. Um, yeah, there's violence. <laughs> I like the um, the description just... of it on the Wikipedia page. Saying he's immediately plunged into a nightmare in a hellish environment where he's first tormented by fiery demons and then plagued by all things that are supposed to corrupt humankind. Sex, alcohol, money, material objects, drugs and violence. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, uh, uh, this is a little sex shamey, that description. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, but it's a weird interpretation because the snake is supposed to be... That's what, that's what I always thought, but I suppose there could be different interpretations of it. Like, is he mm. meant to be just like a servant of the devil or... Because, you know, I mean, like, Old Testament Bible is, like, mm. crazy with that shit. Like, mm. like, I don't know enough about it, but I suppose there could be, like, an interpretation where it's not... The snake isn't literally the devil. Like, is he yeah. working just... Is it working yeah, to try and tempt them and they fail the test? Yeah. Um but then he wakes he wakes up it was all a dream um but he spits up the apple um uh, he tries to tell adam and eve and i don't know if adam and eve are getting it mm, yeah. um but he spits up the apple um and rejects the knowledge because he knows what's in store for if if they have that knowledge yeah. i thought it was quite yeah. good yeah i did as well i think the when he's um he talks like like you can't understand what he's saying when he's talking to them, which could be mm. just the style of animation where they didn't want dialogue to go with the music. Mm-hmm. But it could also be the knowledge that he's attained has made him incomprehensible to people who don't have that knowledge. 
that's what I took because yeah. they look at him blankly. Yeah. They just don't understand. It. And he tries and he fails to... Um, so I think what he's doing is he's trying to impart wisdom on them mm. and say, like, if you eat this apple, you know, you're going to have to be aware of the things that might corrupt you. But they're so innocent, they can't, they don't have a frame of reference for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's... That's, that's what that's, I took for it. Yeah. I, um, I like this one. It was really good. It's a really interesting one. Yeah. It was, I think, out of all of them, it's probably the one that's most open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. I think the music is great. Like when the demons are popping up and they're popping up in time with the music and there's like yeah. seven demons and I don't know if they're supposed to represent the deadly sins, possibly. Yeah. Uh, seven yeah. is a very sort of like demonic type of, like if seven occurs like very often in media. Like it does, Lucky yeah. Like Lucky Seven yeah. and seven demons and seven sins and stuff like that. Um, but then the stuff outside the animation seems to come to a head and the animator is freed and animates himself <laughs> and the cleaner so that they can escape, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. And it's almost like a, a sort of like they've got the knowledge of how to escape as well as Adam and Eve. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like he gives himself the knowledge through the animation, the live action stuff is really good and it is, works yeah. so well yeah. in conjunction with the animated stuff. I was really surprised. Yeah, when I um, t- when I found out that there were like live action segments in between, I thought they were going to be a bit like cringy. Naff, like they weren't going to yeah. be funny, but no, they're quite good. They um or they yeah. were going to be um almost like too um culturally specific. Yeah, yeah. Like it was going to be about Italian media and it was going to be about things that were didn't seem quite... Um, <laughs> yeah, like, we don't have a frame day. of reference for it. Yeah, exactly. I but thought it was great. really. That was I so thought good. it was really funny that the uh, the auditorium is empty. Like there's nobody even watching yeah. any of this. Yeah. Um, I, I also think it's weird that all the uh, symphony are older ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to corral um, into a truck to bring to the theatre. Yeah, your clothes and your instruments are in the truck. Let's go, let's go. Um, one of my favourite live action bits is when the animator animates the person who then becomes, the page becomes on fire. Oh, yeah. And he's trying yeah. to blow out the fire to stop himself burning. Um, that was really clever. Really and then at the end, he just, because, he just like accepts that he's going to burn yeah. to death. Yeah, he thinks he's going to feel pain, but he doesn't. Yeah. Um, which I feel is quite, you know... There's something quite noble in that, but it was it was really good because the page was burning, and then the animation was done on top of the page burning, which I feel was quite good. Mm. Um, it's quite clever. Um, so then there's an epilogue sequence where the films the the showrunner asks like he's like an Igor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, to sort Fra- of like get a finale. But has he been talking to him on the phone that whole time? Is he like the financer? Is that where <laughs> that's coming be. from? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't so, I didn't take that interpretation, but that does make sense. Because he's talking to someone on the phone the whole time and saying, like, no, Disney won't sue us, it'll be fine. Or yeah. Grisney, whatever he called it. Grisney, <laughs> Grisney or Prisney, whatever yeah. it was. Um so um Brahms's Hungarian dance number five, uh, and backs to Carter and Fugue in D minor. I did that. Right, that, yeah, I, I yeah. did that, and and lists Hungarian Rhapsody number two um, is sort of like they're all amalgamated together in sort of like this sort of cacophony of mm. accidents 
which is really weird. It's sort yeah. of like, it, but the music is really well entwined. It feels like a single piece. Yeah. Um, um, when he's watching the finales, when he's got mm. like the boxes with the um, the theatre curtains on, and he watches that uh, sequence of like a Romeo and Juliet where he keeps jumping off the edge of the balcony. Yeah. I think that might have been a reference to the bouncing ball, you know, when they're doing the test animation. Mm-hmm. You, if you can draw a ball bouncing and it's like squash and stretch and all that. Yeah. I think that could have been a reference to that because that's what he's doing in each thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's There's a lot of, um, in this bit, there's a lot of, mm, I, I don't want to say pokes at disney mm, but yeah. like he talks at the end doesn't he about like how he wants to create something that's like snow white and the seven dwarves yeah. and um <coughs> and calls then, it sleeping beauty yeah and then when he is bitten by the serpent when the serpent comes out at the end mm. um when the end comes up the the serpent is inside the d yeah yeah the i disney think there's d. something there yeah um it's very clever. Like just the 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 epilogue sequence in general is quite clever. It's like sort of like a. It reminds me of the um, Sorcerer's Apprentice type mm. um, things all coming together at the end and the waves crashing and um, from Fantasia. Yeah, it's a, it's but just a very good production. It's um it's waves crashing in Fantasia and it's nuclear weaponry in yeah in this one. But it feels it feels like it's directly influenced by that piece. Yes, yeah. Even though it seems very um, like all over the place, it feels like a, a series of. I just clipped the mic. Sorry about that. Um, feels <laughs> like a you know series of smaller pieces that they didn't really know what to do with, so they've mm. instead made them a narrative. Yeah, just um, turned it into like a package film. It was just really good. I really, I didn't intend to. I didn't think I, I didn't intend to. I don't go out intending <laughs> yeah. to enjoy it. Um, I will not enjoy I, this. <laughs> I, I hate this, and I will hate it. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's clever. It's really clever. It's a clever take on not just telling a story, but I think it's slightly smarter than Fantasia. It's, I do, it was talking yeah. about like animation process and the things that need to happen behind it and the difficulties marrying artistic vision between animation and music um the pressures of a uh of like the corporate background and stuff mm. like that and the igor type monster if he is the financier it would explain this sort of like um servant to the science behind it yeah like, yeah they don't quite understand it, but they're they're trying to act in a way that makes it go forward. This is probably going to be one of our least funny episodes of Toon Hounds. It, I realised, like... Yeah, we're like, the, it, the thing that we watched was too good. Like, if so it was, got, yeah. it's... We've been too introspective in these ones. <laughs> Dare, we need to talk about Daredevil for 15 <laughs> minutes just to, just to bring it back. Um, Have you been reading the new issues really- of Daredevil, by the way? I haven't. I haven't. I've been too interested in reading East of West. You know, that's oh, that oh, thing yeah. I told you yeah. about, the Hickman thing, which I can. I would so recommend. It's <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, this Allegro Non Trappo was just so good, so clever. I didn't anticipate liking it as much as I did. All the pieces were so different in a way mm. that... Um, in a way that Fantasia wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Almost... It's, it's just better. It's better than Fantasia. Yeah, it, in my um, eyes. 
Allegro non troppo feels like they had the freedom to do to to to, to like. So it's like Fantasia is like they couldn't really go too far with what they wanted to say about anything because they were working mm. for Disney and you wouldn't really. Mm. Especially with Walt wasn't exactly a union man, so you couldn't really no. say or do anything that was in any way bad to what his sensibilities mm. would be. So you couldn't really do anything about capitalism because that's not yeah. what Disney's about. Like you can't say yeah. anything against that sort of thing because that's not their entire bread and butter. Literally, is to but do maybe capitalism. That's, maybe that's why they had the Igor thing in a sort of like if you have. Um, capitalist person on the end of the th- phone then you create a frankenstein's monster yeah of like form and thought which isn't really in keeping with what the initial um you know like uh the artistic integrity wants mm. it to be yeah. you create something that is like a cacophony that is happening in the epilogue yeah and there's um like a theme throughout this of the the showrunner or like the host mm. wants this to be a commercial success yeah. And the animator is doing everything like making the, the vignettes too sad or mm-hmm. making it about capitalism and things like that. Like the animator is has more power over what they're actually showing than the showrunner and director do. Mm. You've also got a lot of like the, the, the theme that runs through most of the pieces is like humanity's expectation and age and you know the things that change in humanity yeah. do have an impact on the things around it and do so often poison what we our expectations poison us yeah it's true there's a lot and of think, like there's a lot of environmentalism in these yeah like uh, yeah i kind of i think we've cracked it yeah well done <laughs> well well done good, us. Pat on good the back. job us <laughs> uh, um i love this uh, I am not the biggest Fantasia fan. I will, you know, I like bits of it. I get bored very easily. I didn't get bored with this. Mm, um, and yeah. I think it's because, I think it's because all the pieces had a similar quality. Yes. Yeah, they And did. I think yeah. the live action stuff really helped it. So I'd probably give it like an eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it about that. Yeah. Eight or a nine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't give it much higher than that. It was great. But I still felt the need for a bit more. I think, like, I need a bit more story. I need it. I'm like, you <laughs> yeah. know, I like to write, so yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a story man first and foremost. Um, but it was good. It was really good. It was something different. I wasn't anticipating liking. So mm, yeah. yeah, good, good choice. Thank you. Much better <laughs> than fucking Yellow Submarine. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, I think it's um, good sometimes to have one good and one not so good. Like, I'm not going to say Yellow normally, Submarine is terrible or anything. No. Because I don't think it is. No. But no. it's, and not, it's very it's of nice its time. That, yeah. It's nice to have that, um, you know, divide between them so you can mm. juxtapose. Yeah. And, and plus they're of two different times as well. 60s, yeah. 70s, animation styles have changed. One kept the same animation style throughout. One just went wild yeah. with the different styles of animation. And uh, like this claymation and cell animation and all sorts in there. And one intended to be marketable and one not necessarily as much. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if many people had heard of it, mm, but yeah. I'd be surprised if many of many people hadn't seen at least one of the one of the um, shorts yeah, in I think some for- form. Bolero gets passed around a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was an interesting 
theme. It's probably, like I say, it's probably not going to be our funniest episode of Toon House. But I hope people find it interesting. Yeah. Um, it's just, there was just too much to talk about in in that second piece. It was just yeah. so interesting and so deep. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we went a bit artsy, artsy, artsy <laughs> with this episode. We went a bit, I've um, got a film degree into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, have we got any um, emails? We sure as hell do. <clears throat> so I've got a suggestion for um, our next episode. And I'm going to run it by you live, okay. live on air. Okay, okay. Um, I would like to do comics into animation. So like uh, adaptation of a comic storyline in an animation. Uh, in what capacity? So I want to talk about... Um, the Dark Knight Returns cartoon. Right. Um, so it has to be a comic story that yep. they've adam- animated, uh, adapted into an animation. I get you. I get you. Can you, do you want to do that next time? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Perfect. I've got, I've so got, go. I've so got a bit of an idea, but I have to find out what episodes it is. Interestingly, you could do... Uh, I even would allow for this theme things like the 90s animated Clone Saga or the Secret Wars from yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Because um, they're not exactly the same, but it's an ad- ad- adaptation. It's an adaptation, of an animation. yeah. Or like the Black Freighter from Watchmen, the animation, because that's yeah. a great animation. Um, but yeah, I want to do the Peter Weller um voiced Batman Dark Knight Returns part okay. one and two because well I'll tell you why offline because oh, uh, I don't I just got what I'm going to do I guess I just thought of it all right go on tell me uh Planet Hawk oh that's a great one yeah <laughs> and they're both readily available you can find them quite easily yeah, yeah. um yeah so that's what we're doing next time so you okay. can get your watching it done earlier um <laughs> right emails emails uh we've got an email here from oh. Ben Saying, hi guys. Hello, ben, ben. Ben from Canada here. Oh, it's titled Great Podcast. Thank you. Ooh. So it's Ben from Canada Thank here. Thank you very much. In a previous episode, you talked about how people find your podcast. And I thought my lineage over the last 10 plus years is interesting to get to you guys. I went from John Tron <laughs> to Continue Show mm. to Continue mm-hmm. Podcasts, every mm-hmm. podcast Josh has ever done, to M Class, where I first heard Rich, Bros Before yep. Pros, Toon Hounds. There you go. That's you the go. link. That's, That's the, the link. link. We're, we're part of a chain now. Um, ben, you need to go and listen to uh, to Pond Theatre and Subspace. That's the the <laughs> link in the chain you're missing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the, it's the, um, the glue that holds the entire thing together, like Ringo Starr was in the Beatles cartoon. Yeah. The um, Ringo of the podcast world. He said, I thoroughly enjoy your podcast and look forward to more. What's your favourite English food to have with tea? Best, Ben. Ooh. I had yesterday, I had the greatest scone I have ever had in my life with raspberry jam. Was it cheese? Oh, no, no, just a plain scone. I think it had some currants in it, some sultanas, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. classic, with raspberry jam, just like, you know, £1.20 Hartley's seedless raspberry jam. And it was delicious. Uh, you can't beat a good scone. You and can't. even I, you know, I said, was it a cheese scone? We were talking about this the other day. Not you and I, me and my wife. Yeah. Um, this is the this is the <laughs> captivating conversation you have when you're fast approaching forty. Um, that um, sometimes you're in the real mood for a cheese scone. Mm. 
Yeah. And yeah. a fruit but, scone won't cut it, and vice but, versa. Okay, here's like a, a take. A cheese scone is nice if you know it's going to be a cheese scone. Mm-hmm. If it's a surprise, it's terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is a National Trust problem that <laughs> yeah. you sometimes have. Um, so I like, this is going to sound weird, um, a savoury pie um, that you can have with like mashed potato or, or chips, fries for our mm. American friends. Yeah. Um, but a cup of tea. I really like a hot drink with a hot meal sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it um, goes together. Yeah. Like, sometimes I like to, um, if I have particularly spicy food, yeah. I like to have a cup of tea with it. Yeah. Because I feel like it makes the... <laughs> this, is so, this is so weird. Um, uh, it um, sort of like reignites the spice on your tongue, but also calms it down because you've got milk in your tea. If yeah, you're, yeah, you yeah. know, a typical British person. Yeah. Um, tiny bit of milk. Um, but it milk. also settles settles the palate. So <laughs> yeah, I get that. It's yeah, I like can understand ha- that. It's refreshing. It's not um, something I do, so- but I can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I uh, went out yesterday because uh, my coffee machine, which mm. I have, is loaded with... How stupid is this, right? Right. I, I spent... A, 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 I'm not going to say a ridiculous amount of money because I'm not an idiot and I don't, you know, although, you know, I do have five chimneys, I don't <laughs> have that much disposable income because I work for charity. Yeah. So I have um, a coffee machine that I bought, I saved up and I bought like two years ago, but it doesn't have um, two hoppers. It only has one hopper for the beans. This is such a, a third world problem. <laughs> um so it always has to be loaded with decaf because I, re- I regularly drink decaf coffee because I can't have too much caffeine. Yeah. But on Saturdays and Sundays, I like... You, you've you asked a question that has got me on a rant thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's treat day Saturday, on the weekends. On a Saturday and Sunday, I want a caffeinated drink in the morning. Yeah, I yeah. want a nice yeah, you coffee. Deserve I don't want yeah. to have to... I don't want to have to go out to get my coffee because I'm I'm British and I hate going out. Yeah. Um, I want to keep in my castle and have my breakfast. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at like espresso machines and they were as expensive as the full on coffee machine, if not more. So mm. I got one of those stovetop ones that right. um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes a, and it's great. I know the ones you mean. That yeah. was. That was uh, that was my thing, but it took so long. Why don't coffee machines come with the ability to put decaf and regular coffee <laughs> beans in the machine? This is the twenty 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 three. For man. God's sake, <laughs> we put a man on the moon, and we can't do this. <laughs> but it was just one of those things. That it's like, why can why is technology certain technology stagnant? Do you know like, the, Do you know how gone... to like solve this? Don't use a coffee machine. Just use pour over. It's 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 superior in every way. You just put a, to a fresh- teaspoon in a cup, put water over it, drink it. It's, it's really not. It's really not. You <laughs> made me so mad. There. I took a breath to say something, and I was like, oh. he's, "He's baiting you. He's baiting you. Don't go, don't let him get you." Um, yeah, so I do crushed beans in a in a ground beans in a stove top thing now. Um, John, in my, um, my, my beverage uh, of choice. the trauma that I had with the tea recently, mm-hmm. I bought well, some on. Earl Grey tea from Twinings. Yep, lovely. Didn't, didn't read the box properly, and it was loose tea. Oh, 
I don't have a teapot or anything. I don't have a strainer or anything like that because I've always just used bags. You need so, a T-Rex or something like that. I need something. A little uh, one that you can suspend in a cup. So I'm going to shout out V before we read her email. Oh, okay. I said on the Discord, I've been a bloody fool and I've bought <laughs> loose tea. And she said, put it in kitchen roll and use that as a filter. And do you know what? Works a treat. So now I can drink well my done, tea. Well done, V. So thank you, V, for telling me to use some paper. She's not just a <laughs> annoyance. Sometimes she has good ideas. It's because she's a scientist. Um, ben, that was a great email. I know you didn't intend it to go on that rant, <laughs> but I'm, I hope you're pleased at what it inspired. Um, coffee machine makers, have a jewel hopper, you fucking idiots. <laughs> End rant. End rant. <laughs> um, got an email from V. <laughs> Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> surprising, isn't it? it says, um, hey, Toonhounds, it's me, V, here again to send you emails for your show. You're welcome. You use the wrong you're there. But oh, I'm not, I'm not going to point it out or anything. Oh, oh you watched some obscure shit. As- <laughs> did she use your without an apostrophe? She did, yeah. Y-O-U-R. Oh. You're welcome. Oh, you watched some obscure shit? Neat, I have no idea what to say for this. We could just put Netflix on blast. For ne- we could just put Netflix on blast for pretending animation matters when it wants to. Then canning both Inside mm. Job and Dead End Paranormal Park in the same week. Mm-hmm. That'll fill a few minutes. Those bastards. Seriously. Yeah. Like I loved Inside Job. I thought it was fantastic. I've never seen it. It ended in a cliffhanger, uh, and it's been it's been canned. And we're not going to find Adult out. Hopefully, Adult Swim will take it. Oh, I hope Adult Swim does. normally yeah. hoover up the Netflix stuff because they know. Um, it worked for them. Yeah, and they uh, know it's what people want as well. Case. They did Adult Swim yeah. had Tuca and Bertie, didn't they? Mm-hmm. God, I said that in such like a northern accent then. And Tuca, Tuca and Bertie, Bertie, didn't they? Tuca and Bertie. Tuca and Bertie. Uh, so that, don't worry, though. Chicago Party Aunt and Big Mouth got renewed. Sad Foghorn. Oh, Big Mouth. Six Big seasons. Mouth sh- <laughs> Big Mouth is a show that told its jokes in the... First two seasons, maybe a season and a half, and then should have ended. It, when it became yeah. more about um, the kid's sexual relationship with his pillow, I was just like, nah, I'm done. I mean, maybe I'm weird for this, but I don't want to watch a cartoon about puberty. I'm 32 mm. years old. I don't need this. <laughs> well, I'm not 32 yet. She's- it's my birthday tomorrow. Uh, spoilers. Mm. So everybody go on twitter.com. Slash toonhounds and say happy birthday, Spivsy. <laughs> yeah, please do that. You, oh, it was my birthday recently as well, but uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah, you didn't, didn't get to be on a, on a podcast. No. Yeah, so you know, no. be born in a better week. You True. New True. Year's New Eve. Year's freak. Eve. <laughs> New Year's Eve is a hard day to get people to wish you a happy birthday. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, I wish you one now. Happy birthday, Rich. Thank you. Thank you. I wish you one for tomorrow. Thank you. Um, she said, anyway, what are the upcoming episodes you have planned? Are they things people have heard of? Hope so. I hope you do, I don't know, Captain Planet, SWAT Cats, Villainous, Venture Bros. Toodles, V. I, uh, I would love to do some Venture Bros. I would as well. But yeah. to talk about them... It's, so, I'm struggling at the moment because I'm doing a Venture Bros rewatch yeah. uh, with my wife and we have decided that we have come to the point in our lives where we're not interested in half the main characters. Okay. It's, yeah. We're literally watching for the monarch and Dr. Mrs. The Monarch because <laughs> yeah. they've just got married. Um, 
She's one of my favourite characters in all of cartoons. Oh, she's really? so yeah. funny. She's really good. Um, yeah, I love the monarch as well. Um, Josh uh, sent me a, a video of him as the monarch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sent me a YouTube clip of him as the monarch, uh, which I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I d- where would we fit that in? Where yeah, would we we'd, fit, have to, fit that yeah in? we'd have to we be could, like a... Th- I mean, we could do Adult Swim as a theme. We haven't done that. Yeah. We could do villains too. Yeah. Um, there's lots of themes that we need to do. We've mm. got stuff on the... We've got a Banking Rass... Ranking Bass. Banking Rass. <laughs> banking um, Rass. Ranking Bass uh, special coming up. Um, yeah, we're going to do this uh, ad- animated adaptations of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Famous comic stories. Yeah. I don't know. We, could we do need princesses to put out- as a thing. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. I'm only saying that because I got a copy of Tinkerbell from a birthday on DVD, and I'm not going to watch it unless I've got an excuse to. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We probably need to do a Ghibli episode at some point. We've been talking about that forever. I need to talk about Princess Mononoke and Valley of the Wind. Uh, Oh, yeah, Nausicaa. Yeah. Yeah, Um, because there are two favourite Ghibli films. Um, I want to... When does What If 2 come out? I don't think it's this year. I think it might be next year. Uh, yeah. Okay. We need to do another ranking episode. Yes. Because um, yeah, we, we have fun with that one thing. Yeah. Um, we need to do Dragon Prince. Yeah. Because uh, that's long been overdue. We haven't done Avatar and Korra, um, which are long overdue. I mean, yeah. me, We've me got loads and my of um, uh, wanting people to watch obscure shit. I yeah. really, I'd love to do a Terry Toons episode. <laughs> Like Mighty, Mighty Mouse and that lot. <laughs> yeah. We could Heckle do really Jekyll. obscure British shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Banana we wanted to Man. do, um, uh, like, the 60s BBC animated stuff, like uh, Mingo, Muggs and Marty, or whatever it was called. And Mr. Ben. Yeah. Uh, Pugwash. Pugwash. Oh, Pugwash! Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so great. And we've got um, to do a Super Mario Nation as well. Yes, absolutely, because we need to talk about the homoeroticism that is He-Man. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've already done a Super Mario Nation because we did Brave Star, uh, but it was no Super Mario of... Nation is um uh, uh like Thunderbirds, like uh, what am I thinking? Marionettes. About? What am I thinking about? What's the terrible animation studio that do um, He-Man? Filmation. Filmation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we've got to do Captain Scarlet and Thunderbirds and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Deke. Um, we've got to Deke. do something with Deke. DIC, oh, the, uh, yeah. The ones who did um, um, uh, Soup Ted. <laughs> yeah. That show is just bonkers insane. <laughs> yeah. A so we've got, we've got, pla- we've got plans for years. Random fat guy and a skeleton as the villains. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've got... There's so much animation. I mean, we could just plumb the depths of Disney mm. Plus if we wanted to... Yeah. Um, we've never done a Mickey Mouse. We did it for the Christmas special and Duck and Muck was one of the funniest things I've ever wa- I've watched for Toon Hounds. Yeah. Um, it was just so good, and everyone loved it. And I think like those shorts, so good. Yeah, we need to we need to do a, a have a return to Looney Tunes as well. Yeah, because there's so many we could have gone. We didn't even touch some of the lesser known characters. We yeah. could have done the best Foghorn Leghorn episodes. I hate Foghorn We've, Leghorn. Yeah, but there are some good <laughs> episodes, um, like the best Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner episodes. Mm. We could have done. Um, I think what we need to do a favorite female characters as well. Mm, yeah. Favorite 
yeah, uh, because like there are some humdingers of episode, uh, of characters that we could talk about um, that aren't defined by you know whether or not they love a man. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So Pepperan, God, we could talk about Pepperan <laughs> for that one. Yep, Cora, uh, yeah. the general from Dragon Prince, um, Spinelli from Recess. Yep, absolutely. Hundreds, although we can literally only name four just now. <laughs> the, the the sisters from Totoro um, are always a good one. Kiki from Kiki's Delivery Service, mm-hmm. always a great... Um, she's just such a great character. Um, yeah, we've got loads and loads of stuff. And really, I think really obscure stuff mixed with really well-known stuff is always a really good Toon Hounds episode. Yeah, I do as um, well, yeah. I mean, I get, like everyone okay. knew, knew Yellow Jeff makes written. fun of me a lot for picking obscure shit that nobody's heard of. But if I didn't tell you about it, who would? Well, also, <laughs> there's been a few episodes where I've been like, let's watch Freddy as FRO7. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was me. about. Um, <laughs> there's just some shit that we've watched um, through our childhood that I'm just <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. So we got loads of stuff. We're, but we will um, try and, in the next couple of weeks, do a sort of plan for the next four months or yeah, something. Because yeah. that, that, that seems like it was good so that people would know when to email about what. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be organised this year. That's the 2023 yeah. uh, Toon Hounds seal of promise, is that we're going to We've be organised. We've already organized. picked the next theme for the next yeah. episode. Do we do quite well? <laughs> Let's keep it up. Indeed. We don't want to have a conversation like, what are we doing next week, Spiv? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we might put it on Twitter two days before we do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's something about chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking around the room at things. Let's do cartoons yeah. about uh, lamps. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to do Brave Little Toaster. Well, I could look around. I I thought, what would I suggest if I had to look around? And then I looked around at my Lego and I was like, we could do a Lego movie. That yeah, would actually yeah. work. Yeah. I've got so much Lego now. Two months ago, I had yeah. like one piece of Lego, which was the like a Mandalorian ship with some some little um, Mandalorian characters. And now I've got like six different sets, like three that I still need to build. I've got some more coming from my dad because I asked for Lego for my birthday, and I don't know what he's sending Uh-oh. me. So I'm hoping that he's not sending me something I've already got. But I've got loads now. I need to buy, like, buy a bookshelf to put Lego on. What have you, you done need- to me? You need a Kallax, my friend. You need to replace your current shelving unit with a Kallax <laughs> okay. so that you can uh, you can do lots and lots of stuff with a Kallax. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't bought any Lego recently because I've been too busy buying books. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, why you, buy a Lego when books. you can buy more expensive stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, I've been getting uh, omnibuses of Marvel and DC stuff and Image and... Yeah, and it's they look been, good you know, on a shelf, did, though. So it's worth. It. They do, they do. I will maybe post a pic that we can share on Toon Hounds when the shelving is done. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think this is a good episode, isn't it? Mm. I think we've reached the end of an episode. We've nailed it. Yeah. Um, if you want to uh, suggest themes to us, that might be a good thing. If you want to come yeah. and suggest a theme, you can do so via Twitter. We're at Toon Hounds. Um, if you want to send an email to us, it's toonhounds at gmail.com. Um, Spivzy, where mm-hmm. can they find out about you? They can't find out about you anymore, can they? No, I don't use anything anymore. I'm not on any no. of the socials. I mean, no, I still you'd like... have to join a, a Discord. Yeah, yeah. To talk jo- to him. <laughs> join one of the many Discords I'm a part of. I'm not going to tell you what they are, because that will be the mm. fun of trying to find me on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's make it a game. If you can find me. <laughs> if you can find him, you've earned the right to talk to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Masters Rich on Twitter. Um, I don't really post much anymore because I have this weird sort of like desire to be amongst people, but also a ha- deep hatred of all people. So, <laughs> Art to um, be British. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I sort of I resolved over the new year to be less active on social media because actually it was it was getting me down that the, mm. there seems to be a bit of a club in a lot of the circles I follow and I'm just not active enough to do that. So I'd rather yeah, spend yeah. time just producing stuff like this uh, rather than producing opinion, which doesn't really... Yeah. Well, we're still producing opinion doing this yeah but, but it's, it's in more of a fun way <laughs> yeah exactly so um but you can uh follow some of our other podcasts we've got at upon on subspace which is uh the comedy podcast that spivzy and i do with mm-hmm. a bunch of our cool friends new episode um, out recently new episode out recently written by spivzy Ooh. um i very i very late did my recording of my lines i'm hoping they're good um, it's a good episode you should listen to it I will, I will. I haven't had a chance yet. Um, even even I haven't had a chance to listen <laughs> to it, and I'm on the fucking show. Um, we've, the next episode is, which one? Is it Hope versus the Volcano? It's that one or Raging Ghoul. I'm not sure which I think they've both been in production at the same time, so I don't know which one is coming out first. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, we've got two more episodes on the horizon, yeah. which means that we need to hurry up and write some more. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a eye-opener. Um so yeah, we've got a couple of episodes of that coming out. I'm on another podcast with um, Jeff Pennington and Josh Henderson of M Class and Continue and all that other shit um, called Bros Before Pros. Um, you sound uh, like you forgot capital. the name of the podcast then. Well, I was going to emphasize the B and the four. Oh, okay, yeah. um, so it's instead of the B4. word before, it's a B and a four, like a yeah. Star Wars droid. It's a um, Bros and- Before Pros, the show where they talk about the band Bros. <laughs> <laughs> with Luke and um, Matt Goss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the other two hosts. Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping to record on Tuesday if Jeff hasn't died from the Black Plague. Oh, he's um, still ill. I thought he'd gotten a bit better. still ill. He'd got a bit better for a little while and had a temperature of 103 degrees wow. uh, like a couple of days ago and then spent the whole day in bed. So, um, but... I am on, I and Joshua on M-Class Podcast. It's coming out this Wednesday. Um, I mock Jeff relentlessly. Uh, <laughs> the whole time I'm doing the podcast, it was very cathartic because normally they mock me um, on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so um, it was very nice. Um, but you can uh, follow Bros Before Pros at Bros, letter B, number four, pros, at, uh, yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's probably it. We want to thank Vidizen as always for the use of his music. You can find Vidizen stuff at vidizen.card.co. That's with two R's. He does the theme tune to everything you like. Go yep. and throw him some money and give him some money for his albums because they are just phenomenal. Um, yeah, he does a lot of music for all the podcasts that you like. If you're in any way uh, listening to this, you've probably come by way of M Class or Continue. Well, he's just a genius. He's a really nice guy as well. One of my favourite people on the internet. Um, we'll be back in two weeks, and we're going to talk about, as we said, Planet Hulk and the Dark Knight Returns movie. Mm-hmm. Now, the Dark Knight Returns movie is in two parts. I will be talking about both of them. So you've got some big homework to do there. Um, But genuinely, both of those are well worth a watch. So um, you won't regret it. 
Do you remember when, when to... we first started this podcast, we kept talking about Adventure Time over and over yeah. again? We talked about yeah, Adventure yeah. Time like four times. I think yeah. Batman might have taken over. Batman and Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, it's like that meme of like, uh, friendship ended with Adventure Time, now Batman and Daredevil are my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to find some new stick, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, anything to add before we go? Oh, no, just, you know. Uh, happy birthday, me. Um, happy birthday, Rich, mm-hmm. for two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, happy birthday, Evan, for April. Um, yep. Happy birthday, Josh, soon as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's the same, same day, day as my son. Yeah. Um, happy birthday, everybody who has a birthday on the 4th of April. Uh- <laughs> also, also, we hope you all had a nice festive period. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I forgot it's my- been, been since Christmas, since we came back. My, my Christmas sucked and my New Year's was much better. That's um, good. Not the so, sucking part, the uh, much better part. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we hope you all had a nice break if you got to have a break. Um, and if you didn't, we hope you take one very soon because we're all yep. due one. Um, try and be nice to each other as always and watch lots of tunes because they make you feel better. Apart yeah. from the sad ones. Don't watch those ones. <laughs> no, watch the sad ones if you want to feel sad though. Yeah, true. Sometimes nothing, if you want to feel sad, feeling more sad cathartic. can be good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing more cathartic than a good cry. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> go have cry a cry. yourselves <laughs> to sleep, my beauties. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.